and he introduces me to Garrett and I'm just like, oh my God, who is this old creepster totally <laughs> creeping on me? <laughs> That's what Charlene thought too. Yeah, so yeah. we're good. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Andy, <laughs> you're very excited this morning. <laughs> yes, just a bit. Yeah. There's some fun backstory regarding our Love Fest guests today. Mm -hmm. And it all started with our anniversary episode where you revealed your obsession with big waves and how you watch videos of waves every night before going to sleep. Yes, yes. This all started when I was I was probably four or five years old. I was at the beach with my dad and I was, you know, there was like little waves and I was just running back and forth and I was like, oh, this is fun. Like the wave comes, it goes. And then there was probably like a mini rogue wave. It was like no more than three, a maximum four feet tall. But to me at that age, it was enormous. Okay. And I didn't know whether to go to it or go back. And I was like, oh my God, this is bad. Yeah. And then it just obliterated me. Okay. Like I was, I mean, he's, he's laughing. I know this is a joke, <laughs> but I was like underwater for a while. My face was getting like smashed into the sand and that was it. I was obsessed. Like <laughs> the primordial terror of this wall of water rolling inexorably from the horizon towards you. I've dreamt about it. I've had nightmares about it. I've watched, uh, I've read many books about it. I've watched movies about it. Yes, many YouTube videos. Many YouTube videos, many of which <laughs> feature the living legend, Big Wave Surfer, who is our guest today. Yeah, yes. So we'll start with Garrett, obviously. Garrett McNamara is the eight-time Guinness World Record holder for the largest wave ever surfed. Mm -hmm. Wrap your mind around that for a second. Mm -hmm. This was most recently done in Nazaré, Portugal, where they join us from today. Single-handedly, he turned what was a tiny fishing town into the big wave surfing epicenter of the world. No big deal. His wife, Nicole, has degrees in science and environmental studies. She teaches yoga and is an Ayurvedic health consultant and a passionate environmentalist, which I love. And together... You probably know this, but they star in HBO's hit docuseries, 100 Foot Wave, which just got renewed for a second season. Congratulations. Yeah. Very exciting. And the show not only features Garrett's incredible surfing story, but also highlights the fact that behind every great man is a great woman. We're so thrilled that you guys are joining us today. We have so many questions about your relationship. Thank you so much, Thank Garrett you. and Nicole Thank McNamara. You. Thank you for having us. I have to say I'm most excited about this podcast because most of the time it is just about big waves and how we did it. And all that. How did it feel? <laughs> <laughs> nice, to be thinking. nice to be talking about something else <laughs> right I, I wouldn't want to ask those questions at all <laughs> yeah we were going through the questions and i'm like andy mm -mm. we're a relationship I, podcast i'd like literally a list of a hundred big wave questions and i cut it down to two which i'm going to ask probably off the podcast yeah. after we're done recording we'll find a way for andy to get his questions in <laughs> anyway but before we begin i just have to tell you andy has met many a famous person in his life and i've never seen him get as starstruck as meeting you, Garrett. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so we're going to start nice and easy from the very beginning. And mm. I know you touched on this in 100 Foot Wave, but I'd love to hear you talk about and focus on how you met. And then, of course, we're going to have many questions based on that. That's the hardest question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> How come you guys are sitting so far away from each other? <laughs> no one's ever asked that. 
Because <laughs> we don't love each other, Gary. We don't love each other. <laughs> he probably can't keep his hands off you. I got it. I got it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> it, it's a camera angle thing, but that was hilarious. No one has ever asked us that. I knew we'd get a weird question from him. I knew it. Yeah. Good right job. Off the bat. Good deflection. Yeah. Anyway, now yeah. answer your question. Uh, Bam. Well, Puerto Rico. We met in Puerto Rico. That's, that's okay. the end of the story. <laughs> that's what, it? Oh, so you're avoiding I did them. Ask them to, I did ask them to cut out that one, like, blurt out in the show, and they refused to cut it out. So I really? suppose now we need to explain it. <laughs> you know, I want you to talk about what you feel comfortable talking about. No, 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 I'm good. What struck me when you did blurt that out in the show was the clarity with which you said it. Uh, well, you know, if- that was a thing. Like, it was so clear for both of us that there was really, truly, like, no other option. Yeah. There's something there was, powerful about that. There was no other way life would have existed. It just couldn't have been possible. So, okay. And I was there for a, a charity event. We were taking autistic children surfing. And the night before the event. Well, and I was there for a stand-up paddleboard um, race. So I was doing long-distance stand-up board racing. And there wow. was a race in Puerto Rico. And I was staying with um, one of my dad's friends who's like, the big wave surfer of Puerto Rico. And Ernie, Ernie Alvarez. Um, he happens to be a florist who was doing the flowers for the charity event that Garrett was at. And I'm a very homebody. I don't go out. I'm very shy. I'm like the wallflower. And he's like, come on, come to the event. I'm like, there's absolutely no way I'm going. I refuse to go. And then his girlfriend's like, come on, you can borrow my dress. I'll do your hair, blah, blah, blah. blah. And I'm just like, oh my God, this I'll is I'll put awful. some crazy pheromone stuff on you that I'll have my <laughs> Because man. at this time, she was actually, um, you know, like... Tupperware party? Tupperware, but for like <laughs> sex toys. <laughs> That's what we were dealing with here. <laughs> and she's like, oh, I have this pheromone stuff you got to put on. And I'm like, oh my God. It was so out of like character for me to even allow this to happen. But I went and I'm sitting there all by myself, minding my own business at a table while everybody else was socializing. And Ernie calls me over and Garrett's there. And he introduces me to Garrett and I'm just like, oh my God, who is this old creepster that's totally <laughs> creeping on me? <laughs> that's what Charlene thought too. Yeah, so yeah. we're good. Yeah. <laughs> he did like this weird, like he shook my hand and did like this weird like peck. I'm just like, oh my God. So what is happening? Nice move. <laughs> the Hawaiian style. But then tell your version from there. What was my version? Well, you saw me from across the room and he had <laughs> Yeah, did you walk over to talk to her? She was uh, way on the other side of the room and I noticed that Ernie had just walked from being by her. And uh, I'm like, who's that over there? And he's like, ho, ho, ho. And he's like, And so she came over and um, that's when we introduced each other. And um, yeah, when I saw her pass the room, she was so beautiful. I was just mesmerized from first sight. Oh, that's lovely. And then the pheromones kicked in. <laughs> oh, like, that put me on, it turned me into one of those cartoon characters, you know, getting dragged across the room <laughs> on his tippy toes flying, you know. So what were your first impressions of each other? You know, your 
she thinks you're an old creepster. You think she's stunning. Like you talk for, I think an hour, right? You talk for that, a while. That initial one was just like one minute. I'm just like, this is like, and I went back to my seat and then the night went on because it was like this full charity dinner thing. And then after dinner, there was a reggae band. So I was standing there again by myself, just minding my own business. Listening to the I saw her band. peeking at the creepy old guy. No, I never did. <laughs> oh no, I gotta hide. <laughs> there he is. Garrett comes bopping over and his line was, do you surf? Oh, gives him every time. Garrett, for shame. <laughs> Lucky I said it soft enough to where she couldn't hear me. Yeah, so I'm like, I leaned over and I think I sat next to him and I'm like, what did you say? Because it was obviously loud, there's music. And he mm. said, oh, do you surf? And somehow that worked. Because I was like, wow. I was like, actually, I, 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 yeah, I surf, but I paddleboard. And then we just started talking. And, and then he's like, like, I'm here for oh, a Oh, do you want a beer? Then it was like, do you want a tequila shot? <laughs> and then, he, and then he, we were asking each other what we do. And he asked me, I was like, I'm a teacher. And I'm like, what do you do? He's like, Oh, you know, I, I'm a, I, I just, I just I'm, surf. And I'm she's like, like yeah, how do you do right. that? What do you really, what I didn't do you say do? I was a professional. I said, I, I just don't, surf. Yeah, you just surf. I'm like, sure. What do you really do? And I said, I just <laughs> somehow I figured out how to get people to pay me to surf. And then the night was <laughs> pretty badass. And he's like, oh, do you want to go to this after party? And by that time, you know, I had a few drinks and uh, <laughs> I went to the bathroom and when I came out, he was actually running away. I was scared. He was running. I was away. running, literally trying <laughs> he was to get away. Trying to hop this fence into a cow field to run back to his hotel. <laughs> Ooh, oh, whoa, whoa. I need a little more context. <laughs> running away from her because you were like, this is dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> so the guy surfs a tsunami in Alaska, but he's running away from her. Yeah. Just so to clarify. Nicole, I feel like that's the ultimate compliment. <laughs> She's got Cuban blood. <laughs> She's not a frying pan. She's a skillet. <laughs> so you get talking in that first meeting and apparently it's electric enough that Garrett feels the need to run away. <laughs> what are your first impressions of each other in that, in that first real conversation? Um, he was just the most charming, uh, charismatic, funny, but also just so attentive. Like mm -hmm. literally. And it lasted for about... What? Till we had kids. Till we had kids. He would, <laughs> he would hang on my every word. Wow. From Listen. the moment we met till we had kids. <laughs> Ooh, I love that answer. It's so specific. Yeah. Attentive. It's so important. underrated. So underrated. Yeah. The new generation is very inattentive. <laughs> so well, not, it's present. Very, um, not present. Not present. Not present. Aren't we lucky, Garrett? To have not had the internet. There was no Instagram or really Facebook yeah. at that I time. probably would have been on my phone. Yeah, you would have. We never would have met if it was in the age of Instagram. Two ships <laughs> no. passing in the night. Yep. <laughs> it's it's funny what she oh, just said. We, we never would have met of if it were not. the age of Instagram. Think yep. about that for a second. Oh, I've thought about it for many seconds. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're never really in the moment. Never. And, you know, I feel like the phone is kind of a social crutch. Like if you are kind of awkward, you don't know how to make conversation. Right, you can just, just sit like, there on your phone. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'm not uncool. Like I have people I'm talking to. Yeah. <laughs> and wasn't there something endearing about the fact that a, a guy who surfs 100 foot waves has such terrible game? <laughs> 
It doesn't sound like his game was terrible. No, maybe it was purposefully terrible. No, his opening line was cheesy given the cut. Con- I mean, what we the know. only thing worse would have been to use turf often. <laughs> the thing is, I didn't ever think of a that I had a game, and I never really think those types of situations through. I just go straight in and make the best of it. And well, that's the philosophy of yeah. probably everything. And, and when it works, he <laughs> runs away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Gary, if it's out of control, I'm gone. <laughs> Things working out of control. I was like, oh, oh this chick, she's too beautiful. I can't. I gotta. Wow, but not a huge wave. Amazing. So, Garrett, what were your first impressions talking to Nicole? Uh, she was just so beautiful and so smart and just. I just thought to myself, if only the world could, more people were like Nicole and the world, everybody we could see through Nicole's eyes, the world would be a much better place. And she just, I mean, just got me from the very start. I have to mm. say, I mean, after watching 100 Foot Wave, I find Nicole, like you're super calming. Mm-hmm. Like there's a real just, it, yeah. it feels like you, the anchor is there, you know? Oh, yeah. It's, I, I really mean that as a compliment. You How know, I had you to, when, I, when I had when I had first started talking to her, she said she was a school teacher. So I was like, "Wow, this is she's amazing." And then I stand up paddle, oh, more amazing. And then just seemed so well put together and so articulate. And I was just like, "Wow, this is exactly who I need as my partner." She, we can, and I was thinking maybe she can start towing with me and. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Weird. She'll be driving me into waves. I'll be putting her on waves. It's just like, wow, this is too good to be true. It's a real, like, I feel like a real yin and yang here. Mm-hmm. It's such a good compliment. Yeah. That, that's what came out of the, uh, the documentary is I felt like you guys are the perfect complement for each other. Yeah. And, and a lot of relationships aren't. They're like identical. And, they, and we always ask, we're going to ask yes. you, how do you compliment each yeah. other? That's a future question that's coming soon. But my impression of you guys is you're the perfect compliment. Yeah. Uh, and Thank I rarely you. see that. I mean, we don't have to ask it in the future. I can ask it right now. You can, right now. How would you guys say? Because, I mean, obviously, in the documentary, they, they do touch on that. They talk about how, Nicole, you are sort of the, you know, the, the calm. Mm-hmm. And then Garrett's sort of thrill-seeking all the time. Do you think that's an accurate representation of how you balance each other? Or please elaborate. 100%. Uh, <laughs> once in a while, it flip-flops. Does it? When does that happen? When you're tuning into the storm. <laughs> does that happen? To the wild. And you calm the storm? I usually get stormy too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would say, I mean, for me, one of the things the gifts Garrett has given me is uh, freedom, really. And I say it in the show, like the sense of adventure, the sense of anything being possible. You know, I am super, I always tell people the most irresponsible thing I've ever done is run away and marry Garrett. Like it just (laughs) is. I'm a very uh, type A, organized, detailed, on time, just like follow the rules pretty much. And, you know, with Garrett, there was just this like freedom of we can do whatever we want. We don't have to like pack a beach bag to go to the beach. We can just like get in the car and go. Like it doesn't have to be planned out, you know, like the freedom of just living, exploring and experiencing whatever we want, whenever we want. It's a real gift to be with a person like that. Yeah. And also also be that person. But And I to mean, be I'm- honest, we're like, you're, you're my 
Garrett in some ways. <laughs> to a far lesser extent, but yeah, I think yeah. A, I'm definitely a lot the one better that's looking. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I was about to make that joke. Thank you. I'm definitely the one that's like, let's go on a trip. Like, let's do this. Yeah. And for my career, I sing opera by day and I'll go and live in another city oh. for like five weeks at a time. And I think it's good for him because I think he could be a little, you know, he's a born and raised Manhattan. I think it's easy for people from Manhattan to be like, yeah, kind of insular. Opera, let's hear a little. Oh. <laughs> I've never heard that before, Garrett. Never, yeah, ever. Yeah. Come on. That's like, what's it like to ride a big wave? <laughs> Is it scary? <laughs> so uh, how would you say Garrett and Nicole compliments you? Or, or do you do you agree with what she says on that one? A hundred percent agree. And she's just my rock. I, as long as I'm with her, I have no worries about anything, and I feel so secure and stable, and and I'm just so happy and in love, and everything's oh. just perfect. Your brother at one point in the documentary said that since she came around, you've changed, and it's like you're more connected. I thought that was really lovely. More focused, maybe, more patient, more present, but still all things that I'm working on every day. I'm not the best at any of them, but I definitely... Uh, the best Garrett, my best self is being present, being patient, being loving, kind and helpful. But it's challenging. This world gets a hold of us and makes us who we are. And we got to work, focus and figure out how to better ourselves. And we got to work on it every day if we want anything to change. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was an early hurdle in your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> It could be multiple if you'd like. (laughs) Well, let's see. I didn't tell her I didn't have a driver's license for a long time. (laughs) I had a bunch of Yeah, he decides to drop all the bombs after I've already fallen in love and like ran away from my life. That's what all guys do, Nicole. Come on. (laughs) Wait, are you serious? You didn't have a driver's license? Not at that time. The irony of that is just like chef's kiss. Yes, that is incredibly (laughs) ironic. Yeah. So was there anything early on where you were, where you just, you're together now and there's just something that you, it's your first challenge and how do you overcome it? You know, it was the craziest thing. We were like twins. Um, all over our bodies, we would find these little. That's really. Well, I'm serious, like a birthmark <laughs> or a mole, and, but in the exact same spot, yeah. exact everything. And, and we thought exactly <laughs> the same Um I think I always had. He used to call me his book match. Like, you know, yeah, like the, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah, nice. I've had that in a long time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it was. We were like book matches. It was. It, we still and are. Still are. <laughs> still are, but it's. Uh, um, I mean, we had lots of hurdles. I mean, we both literally to be together. I mean, at the time, you know, you're in love. So there were never any hurdles with each other. But like life was the hurdle for us at the moment. We literally just both left our lives. Like I left everything at my house. I only had what was in my backpack mm-hmm. when I went to go. We speak. lived out of a suitcase for three years. Yeah. Just wow. traveling. Whoa. And he, he had ever. some debt 
<laughs> you had some debt. Yeah, too. mine was a. <laughs> It's a, a, a college it's a good hurdle. Good comeback. You had the same amount of debt. Mine was in responsible debt, and hers was responsible debt. <laughs> it was a killer comeback. You had some debt. You had some yeah. debt. <laughs> <laughs> there was about, yeah, about there. 30 k one had responsible one had irresponsible debt <laughs> <laughs> okay so what would you say is different about the current partnership that makes it successful versus past relationship i think what the previous question was the compliment to each other and how andy was saying you know sometimes you have these couples like they're just so alike and or other times they're like way too polar opposites like there's no common ground um I think we're like the perfect balance of having like the same vision but at the same time complementing each other and that's something I don't think I've ever had in another relationship most of my other relationships although Pat the previous one you know we were so similar like there so there was no like none of that freedom and like excitement and fun type thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I think that's you know Garrett's super funny he makes me laugh (laughs) it's very powerful look I'm really young and she starts laughing (laughs) (laughs) I literally married Andy because of his humor that's it nothing else I mean look at it (laughs) (laughs) no but it's true it's fun it's amazing how powerful that is it's like it turns someone from like a creepy old guy to like, like it completely <laughs> a funny not, creepy old yeah, guy. Well, a Casanova, like you're just totally yeah. swept off your feet by the George laughter. Clooney. Yeah, right. It's so true. He turned me into George Clooney somehow. I'm like, I'm not George Clooney. <laughs> <laughs> so, Garrett, what about you? What's different about this versus past relationships? Um, definitely was ready, and she compliments me hundred percent. And she's, we work together and we focus, manifest uh, everything that we, in the beginning, we would write, we'd read and write every morning and we write about what, how we want to improve ourselves and what we want to work on for our careers or for business, for lack of a better word. Wait, you do this every morning? Every morning. Wow. We used to. Yeah, we're, we're about to start. I just wrote one this morning, so we're about to start. Remember we had kids? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that thing. Which we will touch on, yes. We will. But it's so crazy. Uh, all of us as humans, our minds are so powerful. And Nicole and I just aligned and focused, put pe- paper to pen to paper, manifested everything and anything we wanted whenever we wanted it, like clockwork. It was just surreal and even today that we don't read and write every day and we're not on the exact same page on paper we're still pretty much on the same page on what we're focusing on and even if we're not whatever we're thinking about ends up happening somehow sometimes there'll be more challenges more road bumps more speed bumps but just together when as since we've aligned everything it just lined up from when we were doing everything on paper till now and and we still Put, put these plans together. And I always forget. And I'm like, so what are we focusing on? And she's like, yeah. And I, I try to bring new ideas and new projects and new things. She's like, no, remember we talked about this. You agreed. I was like, <laughs> for complimenting you there. <laughs> the, the difference between relationships, I think for you is probably the support, like just having yeah, a partner, a partner somebody. I like did everything myself back in the day from 17 to 
40, 43, uh, if anything was going to happen, I had to make it happen on my own. And uh, yeah, real partnership. And, yeah. The, and one of the testaments, I think, to being in a great relationship, not, not to toot our own horn, but is to be able to do business together and not kill each other. <laughs> and I mean, you guys are essentially business partners, correct? 100%. She manages 100%. everything. That's so, so hard to do just with friends, let alone your, your significant other. And it's a, it's a real testament, I think, to a strong relationship. I mean, we have this podcast. We've had our, we've butted our heads over this. Yeah. I mean, but we're still fine. And it's, I think it's even made us stronger. Yeah, but it's it does open a can of worms. Like I I do think working together becomes a whole other aspect of your relationship that you mm -hmm. have to navigate. Has that been a challenge for you guys or has it come pretty naturally? Well, we don't really know any difference. Okay. <laughs> she said, I'm going to get you organized. From day from, one, from day one like, I'm going to get you uh, organized. Like, and so you're on payroll, <laughs> payroll day one. That's it. <laughs> but I have like all these huge plans and amazing projects, but everything was on paper, but it was there ready. And she saw, took that. And then she went through all the emails and then she's like, okay, what's this? What are we doing here? How do we do this? And I'm just like, Oh, I mean, the, one of the most fascinating things to me in the documentary was the fact that the person who got you to Nazare was actually Nicole, strangely. That's what it seemed like. I mean, well, at least that's the way they portrayed it. I don't know about strangely. She is her. She is the manager. But I was thinking this This is a guy who's obsessed, obsessed with big waves and finding the that's biggest true. wave. She deserves the credit. And the one who got you over the hump was Nicole. 100%. We wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for her. There would still be nobody surfing Nazare. Not, there would not, would not be one person surfing it because incredible. all the teams that went in the past, came in the past, looked at it, thought deemed it impossible. Everybody mm -hmm. says it was mm -hmm. impossible to surf because you wouldn't be able to go back out with the jet ski because it's a closeout. Yep. And we were in love with nothing better to do but hang out for a month <laughs> and figure out if it was possible. And it was Amazing. possible. Okay. So I have a question based on that. Cause so half of our podcast is us giving relationship advice from the perspective of a happily married couple. And we've actually gotten several questions with, of course, with degrees that aren't quite to this extent. But for example, there was one question where this girl's boyfriend was obsessed with his one wheel. Yeah. He was with like the electric wheel. scooter and he, and he would go out at night without protective gear and not tell her where he was going. And like he had a bad fall and that kind of thing. And she was like, I, it really makes me nervous. Like where's, when am I allowed to be like, I don't want you to do that because I it makes me worry. So my question, Nicole, is for you. And I feel like you had to know this was coming. How do you juggle being his manager, being his cheerleader, being his support in all this with the anxiety you must feel with him doing something so dangerous on a daily basis? The answer is <laughs> no. Thanks guy. for the snort, Garrett. Appreciated well, that. He knows exactly what I'm going to say. Uh, the answer is going to be a huge letdown. <laughs> um. I have zero anxiety of him surfing those waves. Um, I do have anxiety if he says, oh, I'm going to take the kids and we're going to go to the store. We'll be back in an hour. 
that <laughs> anxiety because, because he's driving. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Not because so of driving. I, I, I'm I just kidding. Well, you know, he has his driver's Come license on. You don't now. need a driver's <laughs> license to be a good driver. Well, he'll, he'll <laughs> just a technicality. He'll a credit card on the way. He'll lose a kid. He'll come back with one less kid. <laughs> but at least I'll bring a dog home. Right. Or um, two ducks and ten ducklings. And, and kids. <laughs> <laughs> no. So oh, my anxiety is, is on land. Um, his passion is where he belongs, and wow, that's wow. where that's so, where I actually feel he is present and aware of his surroundings and what he's doing. So I know that he's fine out there. Wow, <laughs> that is fascinating so is that is that lack of anxiety when he's out on those big waves a function of how much you love him and how much you you are happy for the happiness for him is is transcends any anxiety you could have or is that actually that you think that that's the safest place for him but you know they always say like oh the safest place is to be in an airplane well tell that to someone who has like you know flying anxiety right but do you actually believe that that's the safest place for Garrett? Or is that oh, just well, you since, feeling so happy? I do believe him? that is the safest place for him. Since we, since we met, I had literally no fear since the day we met her. And it was before that for a few years, since like 2007, we met in, yeah, 10? 9, 10, 10. So since the day we met, I had been so comfortable, never telling her I'm afraid or this or that because I'm always super comfortable in the ocean. I well, think, I've witnessed it. I've yeah, witnessed yeah. all these, like I've been on a boat She's, 100 miles out to sea at Cortez Banks and like mm -hmm. I can see like the trepidation on every other big wave surfer's face. Like they're really like concerned about actually going out there to surf and Garrett's just like, oh, no, 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 let's go. <laughs> He's out there all day longer than all the younger ones and it's just like a kid in a candy store. So yeah, he's projected like this confidence on me that I just, Think can't shake. Wow, yeah. that's impressive. That's exactly yeah. it. I think yeah, yeah. we never talked. Yeah, because you never really have ever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's still never, here. So, well, the last five years, I've been a little concerned about my. And I'm just like, stop being dramatic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <You're fine. laughs> Get out there! I'm like, oh, there's a giant swell. You pussy. <laughs> I mean, there's a giant swell just hit Tahiti, and I'm and I. She saw it like, she'll get. You see this? I'm like, yeah, I saw, I saw that. like a, I saw yeah. I saw the swell going there, and she's like. Oh, don't you want to go? I'm like, no. And she's like, uh, you get you on a plane, you can go. And I'm like, I'm <laughs> you maniac. And normally, and normally I'd be on suicide watch right, if I so missed I'm just that. Like, well. What's going on? Wow. Oh, wow. It's role reversal. I Amazing. am shocked by this answer. This is incredible. I, I guess I just, you know, I thought that the documentary just didn't touch on it enough. I think it was edited to make it seem like you, Nicole, were more anxious than you actually are. Oh, because really? they because they I, probably thought that the the audience could not appreciate or even <laughs> conceive of you being not anxious. For me, right. I felt like and, they did. And I do on. think there's the dramatic element because most of the big wave surfer wives they cry and they're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, I don't know if you're gonna come home," oh. mm -hmm. and it's so dramatic. <laughs> I'm just like, get I, out there, and you better get the biggest one, or don't. She's like, get, get, <laughs> she's like, get me that insurance money. <laughs> no blowjob wow. if you don't get the biggest one. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, I'm actually floored by that answer. But a very that you know, in its own way, and that was not life a insurance. Because I know you said the insurance. It's bad. I think it's bad luck. 
So. Wow. And you don't have life insurance. This is pure love. We, we, we have life insurance. Oh, health insurance. Health insurance. We don't have health yeah, insurance. Yeah, we do. We eat healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm speechless now. I mean, life insurance, the life insurance was, yeah. We, well, people we, have really gotten on us. Yeah, and like, we almost did it. Of big like, what are you wait, wait. But, but can I ask a question? What life insurance company would, would give you insurance? No, that's out there. You can yeah. This is and like a million dollars here. a year. <laughs> we have companies here in Portugal that we could probably get sponsored, get it well, for they free. Have oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Got it. And you I, still haven't done it? We just think bad it's bad, 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 bad luck. It's bad oh, luck. Wow. I agree. Okay. Are you guys suspicious, either of you? You're betting on yourself suspicious. to die. You're right. I totally feel this guy. Yeah, you guys are in yeah, yeah. company. I totally, totally believe that the day I get life insurance, I'm going to die. But it's okay Andy. if your significant other gets the life insurance on you and doesn't tell you. Oh, oh, oh. I like this. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> you were fully... I, was, I was with that. I, I like that. Andy theory. was along Good for the ride. ride. Right. I mean, there may be no bad omen. So next question. This is Andy's favorite question in every love fest. Yes. Go for it. How do you guys fight and resolve conflict? Luckily, I have a... My memory is, I have probably the most amazing memory in the world. <laughs> and it's very, very selective. And short. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of stuff gets deleted quick. Like we, I can be mad and then one minute later, I'm fine. So, mm -hmm. but, and Nicole too, luckily we both have uh, very short fuses and, and uh, we, we get, yeah, whenever we get in an argument, if as long as we well, I'm usually talk the mature about one and as, just ignore him. And then once he's calmed down, I'm like, you know, you're a real dick. <laughs> Do you confess to being a dick when she? Oh, no. yeah. He's, he's actually that, really he's like terrible in the moment, but he always he always comes back and apologizes. Yes, yeah, like one a 10 to one. Yeah. 10 to one apologies. Yeah. yeah, I got to do 10. She gets to do one. That's, a, that's about yeah. right. I think that's how it should be. <laughs> um, have you guys ever heard of human design? No. Just look it up after, but um, it gives you like your soul's genetic blueprints, but it's all about energy types. But it, it talks about how you deal with like conflict and emotions. And it's really great for couples to understand each other's like energetic fields. Mm -hmm. And it gives you like specific tools on how to communicate, how to avoid arguments, like some people aren't meant to like engage in the argument until like 24 hours later. So it's Very really interesting. interesting to learn each other's energy types and how to communicate with each other. So I would definitely Human look design. each other's. It's how does spot, that? It is spot on. Yeah, it's, it's really. Yeah. yeah how it, does it translate for you guys? Well, just how he was saying, like he can be super mad and then two hours later he's like, Oh, what? What are you talking about? Nothing was wrong. I wasn't upset. And then she's like, still super moody, she's still like boiling until I emotional wave. Some people are governed by their uh solar plexus, which is their emotional center. Mm -hmm. So their mantra is there's no truth in the now. So for people who are aware of this, they can know like however they're feeling in this moment, it's actually gonna shift. So to don't react to those emotions unless they're there like a day later. 
Okay. So you, you would say it tracks in your relationship. That's oh, hundred percent. And then yeah. mine is I'm like this completely open. I don't have anything, any of my centers. So I just absorb everything from any, everybody. So when I'm feeling whatever emotion it is, I can pretty much guarantee that I'm actually absorbing it from Garrett or from the kids. And it's not really even mine. I, so I can know wow. how they're feeling. Just yeah. um, recently, I figured out that if you're ever in an argument, instead of having your ego and hold on to that thing for an hour, two hours a day, you got to go straight to your heart and think about how you're feeling and what did you do wrong and and then come back to the person right away with an apology and why or talk it through. And then things just are boom, done. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it, it could take a few hours. I think he just figured this out I this did. week. Just today. <laughs> <laughs> this morning, you fought right before the podcast. Well, when they were writing. I think it happened, think it happened <laughs> two yesterday. Two days ago. Yeah, and two it was like, ago. usually I have to come to him like, hey, you know, you really hurt my feelings, da 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 Like, I have to explain to him. But it was like the first time he got to me before I had the chance to come to him. Ooh. And he's like, I'm feeling really bad. I shouldn't have done that. I know that I was wrong. Wow. Really sorry. I'm like, and wow. Felt, and I felt said, really good. And I was just like, like, felt much thank better you. that way like, that right amazing you acknowledging it before i even had to bring it to your attention it was incredible and to be clear this was 11 years since you first met right so yeah. you've been together 11 years okay i just want to make it's never too late no yeah but also i think it's interesting how fighting style really mm. is something that evolves and i oh, do absolutely. believe you can get better at yeah you do learn. I, I, I always feel that, and we've talked about this before, it's the queen bee mentality. It's like all yeah. the workers, like no matter what's going on, no matter what the threat, you're always prote protecting the queen bee and the queen bee is your relationship. And yeah. when you find the right person, that's your person, which clearly you guys have found, there's nothing worth endangering the relationship. There's yeah. nothing worth endangering the queen bee. Even if you don't necessarily agree, you must protect the relationship. And I think part of that is appreciating that if I have picked this person as my person, like this is part of me, then I should respect the fact that if I think I'm right about something, there's probably a middle ground where I'm wrong. Mm. Never say sleep angry. You gotta never go to sleep info. angry. Wait, you guys never go to sleep angry? I'm, no, I'm not the best at it. I'm just saying don't do it because it'll sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was so about to say, we go to sleep and mad. And they're like, what's going on? She's like, yeah, he's like, like are you still mad at me? Are you mad at me? <laughs> she holds on to it all night in her sleep. I'm like, what are you doing? I really don't. I just decided in the morning he hasn't apologized, so I'm not going to be nice. <laughs> that's that's good. Well, that's good. Yeah. It's it's um it's okay to go to sleep passive aggressive, though, in my book. Passive <laughs> aggressive. <laughs> that's my biggest pet peeve. Passive <laughs> <laughs> When we fight, I feel like half the time we go to sleep angry because <laughs> the time apart and just to unwind oftentimes solves the problem. Yeah. Unless, you know, someone really was to blame, in which case I agree, Nicole, until you get the apology, you're not pretending it didn't happen. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you have two beautiful children with great wow. names. <laughs> One named Barrel, which I will explain to our non-surfing viewers is... The term used for when you are surfing in a wave and it curls over you and you're inside the curl of the wave. I know no one will understand. Why are you defining it when we have I'm, Garrett McNamara on? Well, we're, I mean, we're he, actually, it's not for that. We were hoping that he be, gets a vineyard, you know, has a nice vineyard in Italy someday. Oh. <laughs> Barrels of wine. 
<laughs> uh, you'll be here all week, right? So how has parenthood changed your relationship, yeah. if at all? Well, when I met Nicole, she was the girl that I've dreamed of my whole life. And I was just head over heels and didn't want anything to take any time away from being with her. And I did, she did express to me very on that she wanted to have children. And the last thing I wanted to do was deprive her of that because she's just an amazing woman. She'd be the most amazing mother. Uh, the kids would be so lucky to have her as a mother and those would be my children. But still I was, uh, didn't think it through too much. I should have thought it through more and said, no, no kids. Cause then I all to myself. <laughs> But our children are so beautiful, so amazing, so such a joy to watch them grow. I'm in a much better place. I'm more ready to be a father. And yeah, it's, whew, what, 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 I forgot the question. Uh, how has it changed our relationship? How's yeah. it changed? Um, yeah, and then the kids came and I was chopped liver. Well, let me break down. <laughs> I, had, I had a home birth with our first, with Barry, Oh, wow. And he was 10 pounds. What? Ooh. Yes. And it was a very, hor we'll just go with her. Wow. I held her up for 25 hours. <laughs> well, we were supposed to, we were watching these great videos. She had this plan of having this amazing orgasmic birth. And I was like, all right, let's do this. And uh, turned into gorillas in the mist gone wild. <laughs> <laughs> he was 10 pounds. He was stuck. We were at home and it was just, it was, uh, it was intense. I would say, hmm, the midwives left, you know, a couple hours after he was born. We're laying in the bed. I just have gone through like, the last 24 hours of I can't even like comprehend it and my husband starts crying oh because wow. he's lost his wife and there's nobody to scratch his head and give him the <laughs> <and heal. laughs> wait you're kidding did this really well, this really not, I mean he is he is the true happen? victim in this he is the true victim. maybe you know he was releasing hormones from this traumatic birth as well but no he was, <laughs> he was emotionally upset because he had felt a loss of me wow that's true love he true actually love. loves you more than the guy who would have just been there consoling you yeah i find yeah. this fascinating because i confess it's like it's something that has crossed my mind mm -hmm. we, we don't have children but i have to admit that there's like a, a childish part in me that doesn't like the idea of of, the sh of sharing. Oh, sharing, no. Yeah. And, and he, oh, no she didn't want to share me at all, but she I mean, wanted with the kids. Yeah. You know, I'll share, but he does not want to share. Yeah, it's interesting. So how? Sorry. Was well, it an immediate? Yeah, I mean, you've accepted it. Yeah. I don't think. Well, I'm really excited about this next one. Yes. <laughs> we heard. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Three times a charm, yeah, right? You've come <laughs> around. <laughs> Were you I say? need one more person to take time away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering for you, Garrett, if it was like an immediate, but everyone says like the kid's born and it's like an immediate, just your whole computer program has changed. Like, did you feel that? Or were you still just like, I, I started crying. It was amazing. He okay. was perfect. But I have to say, you know, they say that. And especially the moms, you see these moms who like post like, 
oh, the second you were born, my heart expanded and I never mm-hmm. thought it could have that much yeah. love in it. Yeah, yeah. After I had him, I'm like, that's bullshit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to hear this. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay. Please, please I elaborate. Mean, he was really, he was extremely cute. I mean, I definitely Me. like had love for him, but like I was destroyed as like a human being. And like, here you are supposed to like, confess that this was like the greatest moment of your life and I mean it it took a a little while like it took me a little while well you still haven't really recovered well physically that but um you know barrel sitting barrel sitting there in the background like say what (laughs) (laughs) no he's my favorite I love him to death child but we just went on the road the day after we did she came to my birthday party that the next day i'm like you stay home not a party we just went to dinner and i was like i'm just gonna go have a less than 24 hours later i went wow that was wow but it wasn't like this instantaneous like connection click right and that was for me who was carrying him so Thank you for that honest answer. Yeah. Everyone feels obliged to just say, right. I feel like, feel I mean, like I'm sure people, some people have that. Yeah. You almost feel guilty because it yeah. isn't that for you. Exactly. Okay? Thank you. Yeah. No, I think it's I, important. A lot of people are going to like this answer. Yeah. Well, I just think it's important. Had to. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I that, am well, that's the, the beyond thing. happy that Shame. we had them. And Barrow is just no, he's amazing. amazing. And no. they are the own just like me so yeah they're fine. and i mean and some, I, something's got to keep me young just to make me not seem like a monster <laughs> i did breastfeed the child till he was almost three so he's not lacking uh motherly love and attention. <laughs> <laughs> no i i do think that the two can coexist mm-hmm. like you can there, have we found yeah that's the thing you don't have to say it was magic from the beginning yeah. to have a wonderful beautiful relationship and to with your be child. a wonderful mother. i think everyone thinks that yeah it's a if anybody has kids or is thinking of having kids the, and you're gonna nurse we found out how to get them off the boob <laughs> oh he's giving breastfeeding advice essential, <laughs> oh this is e- not what i expected from <laughs> this interview essential oils you put a little ginger on there and you go at first, you you don't let let them nurse for a night, and then you look let them see the boob not looking. It's it's pretty like engorged, and there's veins, and they're like, and then you it's it's, it's sick, and you put some essential oil in there and they eat it. And I, oh, they don't want any more. Next day, same thing, and then the barrels like, is it still what spicy? Is, spicy, spicy, <laughs> spicy. And uh, after like three days, he didn't really ask for it anymore. He never, he, it did really work. I mean, he was on the older side. I don't think it would work for a six month old baby or maybe even a year, but. Uh, no, he would have went till 10. No, I know, but I'm saying. He would have kept if going. You're trying to, I mean, it worked really well. It worked with that too. I, I, if, if, if if this clip of Garrett giving an explanation of how to wean a child off breastfeeding doesn't go viral, then I hate this world. I hate everything about it. I just thought it's a nice, helpful tip. It's really hard. It's it's the hardest thing ever. And you can't go out on a date without. Yeah, no, it's it sounds no, like practical, practical advice. Yeah. I feel like it's a little bit lost on us, but I I still objectively uh-huh. understand. I'm gonna remember this. How good this I'm gonna be. remember this. Yeah. I'm gonna, but when she's like in like like the child's like eight years old, still breastfeeding, I'm like, what did Garrett say? What did Garrett say? What did he say? <laughs> Ginger oil. All right, I have two more questions, and then we're gonna get into the game. 
So the first is any beliefs about relationships that have changed now that you have found each other? Your twin flame does exist. Ooh. I don't know if it's like what I believe about relationships, but I just, um, <laughs> so I, you know, I have stepchildren, but um, Tiari, she's 12, going on like 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and she loves pasta. So I always tell her, why have California pizza kitchen pasta when you can have like pasta from a Michelin star restaurant? You know, like don't settle with your pasta. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And I think in today's age, like people just are really settling or, you know, fear. They're afraid there isn't anybody else out there. Mm-hmm. And there is like truly your other half is out there. So, and I tell it to my brother, he's still single and he's like, oh yeah, she's nice. And I'm just like, if you don't feel that, like, oh my God, this is my person. Like why even waste time? Why even waste your time? Right. Oh, and and you probably like you weren't like, I want to meet a 45 year old big wave surfer. <laughs> like you have to like a lot of these women we talked to, it's like you have to be open minded. They have a vision. They're like, I'm meeting this guy. He's 27. He has this job. He yeah. has this thing. He's, He's this, this family. Like he looks like this brown hair, six feet tall. And like they have to get over that. It's like what you don't don't. I was only 43, man. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> I love those answers. Yeah, they're great. Twin you guys give good answers. You do. You give good answers. Very good. All right. Final question. So as we alluded to at the beginning of this, you met in sort of, here, I'll put it this way. Nicole, you said that the most irresponsible thing you'd ever done was be with Garrett. You said that on the show. You said it here. And it's because, and correct me if I'm wrong, you were both married when you met, correct? Correct. I think that's why he was running away. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so we could go back to that story. So he ran away, then we ended up at the party, and then he was like kind of ignoring me. And I uh I was leaving, so I just thought, okay, I'm just gonna let him know I'm leaving. So I said, Oh, I'm gonna leave. He's like, I'll walk you to but the you car. But you guys you left out one part. We had a teeny little kiss in the back of a van. But it was just like, like a like, a- like- <laughs> But it was, I could, I already had all these feelings and I felt like she was having all these feelings. I'm like, holy shit, what are we doing? And um, so that's why I ran. So I was like, I don't need you to walk me to the car. Like, I'm a big, big girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, well, I have okay. to tell you something. And then that's when he said, I'm married. I'm like, well, so am I. And I'm like, yeah, sure. And she's like, I am. And I'm not getting into it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this is, did this, this actually... Is Play out yeah, this no, way. that's the, the the actual script of what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Did she say it all curmudgeonly like that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, you know, I had been drinking. So. <laughs> <laughs> so my question related to that is the aha moment, because we often do get a question around the one, whether or not you believe the one exists, and how you're able to identify uh, the one feeling versus a non one feeling. And the fact that you were both married meant that you felt you had felt that before. Can you in any way, I know this is like, I'm asking the impossible, but is there a way to verbalize the feeling you felt that could justify Nicole, what you said to like completely leave your life, like make such a big sacrifice. Garrett, you had three kids with your, in your previous marriage. Mm -hmm. Like it's a big, 
like to have that kind of certainty i'm in awe of that kind of certainty Mm -hmm. and so i i'm hoping you can attempt to and and they were right let's be clear there are many cases like larry king was married like eight times i'm sure he thought it was the one every single time (laughs) but this in this case they were no yeah you've been together for over a decade now obviously you were right so my question is like how how did you know how did you have that certainty Mm -hmm. But it's a good question because I think about it sometimes because at the time, like, you know, obviously I had just had this wedding and all my friends are like, what are you doing? He's just gonna like use you and throw you to the side. And I like, it didn't. Friends. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Um, The feeling was just that I'm just like, what are you crazy? That wasn't even a possibility that he wasn't like genuinely, I don't know. It was just the passion. I had never experienced passion like that. And that's why, like I tell my brother, unless it's like, oh my God, I can't live without this person, then it's probably not the one. Because yes. there's plenty of times where you like meet somebody and you're like, oh yeah, they're really cute. Oh, they're really nice. But yeah. wasn't that like, oh my God, like. He's old. <laughs> 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 it's not I, old I, it's sexy i can't live sexy. without this person like yeah my life i i guess it was like a feeling of like my life that i meant to live is with garrett kind of right I don't you know had this moment like wow. human design human design <laughs> no <it's> just, <laughs> nicole you said like this blindness of like this is <laughs> this is who I'm supposed to like be with. Mm-hmm. And you felt the same way, Garrett. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Nicole, you said on the show, there was nothing we could do about it. That's true. <laughs> That's powerful. You can't live without the person. It's one thing that. to like someone and be like, they, they check off all my boxes. Right. You know, this is, they have all the things I want, but mm-hmm. I, I might be able to live without them. There's times when you literally would rather die than leave, lose the person you're with. And this is, you can't do anything about it. So I'm a chronic overthinker and I have a hard time making decisions. And so I'm just in <laughs> awe of that mm-hmm. kind of certainty. I yeah, think. it happens. Yeah. yeah. You're lucky. And I'm glad we weren't wrong. That would have really Yeah. Sucked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have well, sucked. I, yeah. I used to travel the world alone pretty much and with my friends, with my, my tow partners and, and friends and, they all thought I was kind of weird because I mean, they never really said it, but I could tell because we would, the girls would throw themselves at you wherever you went. And I never fooled around. I always didn't do that. And they thought I was kind of a weirdo for it. And when Nicole, it was just, I was unstoppable when I met her and it was, and I didn't have the support at home that I had previously. And there was, and I wasn't in the best spot personally, in my other relationship. And when she came along, it was just, there was nothing that could stop it. And you know, what's so beautiful about this is that in a lot of relationships, like your friends will be like, Oh, you've changed, man. You're not the, what you used to be, you know, because it's some girl that came into their life. You have, if, if anything advanced and become more aggressive with your big wave surfing career since you met Nicole, which I think is a testament to how healthy this relationship well, and is. And how supportive she is. How supportive. She's fostering the thing that you do, which a lot of women would be like, okay, we're married yeah. now. You're not surfing big waves anymore. You're becoming an accountant. That's I have a feeling I would fall into that category. <laughs> right. I'm too pragmatic. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Oh, no, you wouldn't let me yeah. do that. 
Yeah, my, I, I fret a lot more. She than doesn't you, love Nicole. me that much. <laughs> my friends that I traveled with were very concerned and mm-hmm. not very happy that yeah. and I'd never seen Garrett do this before. So they're tripping. My one friend, Kaylee, my main guy was working with, he uh that first night, what <laughs> tell him the story. It was so funny. No, I mean, I didn't know him. It was the first time I was meeting him. But- and I'm introducing him to my buddy, my right hand man, and he's just like so he pays this, <laughs> he pays this other guy to like try to steal me away from Garrett. Ooh, yeah, he's what? like, I'll give you this much money I... if, you can, if you can get her away from Garrett, because like it was gonna ruin his life, if, you know. Um, I don't know. Uh, and I mean, I guess on the, the outside you can chose, see how people. It was like. <laughs> he chose the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nicole, you sound insulted by who he chose. <laughs> yeah, I guess our friends mean well. Yeah. And I, in, I understand the optics of it are not ideal. Well, it's hard but- to be like if you're on the outside, you just see it as like a, a thing. It's mm-hmm. like a binary thing. When you're on the inside, you you know that it's so real and so inescapable, but your friends can't fully feel what you're feeling, so they, they have a more rudimentary takeaway. Yeah. We actually said this on a recent Q&A that, the, you know, I think some people sort of romanticize the coming together. Like, mm-hmm. maybe they, they fret that the person they're dating hasn't been single long enough, that you're just out of a relationship for one month, or, like, they want it to be like, oh, we were both single, we both did our work, we both worked on ourselves, we both found ourselves, we loved ourselves, and we were ready to embark on right. this perfect partnership <laughs> together that would last a lifetime. Go through all the stages. Yeah, but it's often... Exactly the opposite. I mean, how often does... Does Sometimes meeting someone involve yeah. giving you the strength to leave the relationship you were just in? Yeah. yeah. More often than people admit. Yes. Is all I'm going to say on that. Mm-hmm. Don't settle. <laughs> Ever. Don't settle. Thank you. Ever. For anything. Even if it means facing dying alone. We all, we all die alone. It, even if it's within a second. <laughs> face, face it. Don't settle. Agreed. And final question, Andy, this this is for Andy, this question. I narrowed all my wave questions down to some very specific things okay, that have sorry, almost you, nothing to do with wave. You have to humor him, and then we're going to get to the game. The, inside the, the barrel at Jaws, the one that kind of launched you, how loud was it inside there? Uh, you, the wind is so strong and going by your ears so fast that mm-hmm. it kind of muffles everything. When you're sitting in the channel, you can hear it exploding, but when you're riding them, I usually don't, they're usually not very noisy. And that wave actually went silent for a second as it backdrafted and sucked back. Oh, wow. It, it hit my head right as it went in, which was like, and I heard that, but rest was just kind of wind. And then it sucked back a backdraft. So as it was backdrafting, it was, it was noisy, but it was more of a, like a, a fire hose or I don't know how to explain it, but or like an airplane engine sucking backwards. And then it went silent for a second before the compression chamber forms and then it spits out right between the backdraft and the spit. It was like silent. Wow. And, and, and in your mind, when you got spit out of it successfully, which... 99% of the time would not have happened. What was your, in your mind, what was your thought of the probability that you were actually going to make it out of that without wiping out? 
the amazing thing about that ride that I, I was focusing on, on manifesting and seeing and knowing. And as I entered that wave, I thought to myself, this is the moment. It all came together, all that training, all that focusing, all that manifesting, here it is. And as I went in and it clipped me, it blinded me. So now I'm in this thing blind. Oh my God. But in my mind, all I kept saying is I'm making it, I'm making it, I'm making it, I'm making it. That's all I kept saying in my mind. Wow. And, this is, and just so just so everyone understands, this is not the three and a half foot wave that wiped <laughs> me out at the age of four. This is a 60-ish foot wave, about 50, 60 feet, something like that. That's a very good call. Okay. And last question. I only have two. Okay. It's very quick. Do you have nightmares about waves and what do they look like? <laughs> Never have nightmares about waves. Amazing. Okay. What? Amazing. Just amazing. I have nightmares about waves. Why don't you have nightmares about waves? I don't ever very rarely get nightmares. Very, very rare. You ever remember getting a nightmare? Amazing. I love that I have you dreams about flying. So flying like, I have reoccurring flying dreams. And, oh, I'm, but good, and good I'm the only actually. one in the world that can fly in my dreams. And nobody else can same. do it. Same. Oh my God. Same. It's the best. Yeah. It's like you're a little like, I got this on you. <laughs> when I whenever I have flying dreams, I I I wish I could go in and be like, okay, like have that waking dream where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna fly the like the way I want to fly. But it, the dream always takes over for me. And now how like, how are you flying? What 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 enables you to fly? I I well Charlene and I both have the same kind of flying things. It's like this thing where you start you really flapping flap. hard. That's what and, I do, super fast. Really? And, and you, you just start fast. really yeah you just start really strong down, and then you gotta go get and the people yeah. are yeah. looking the people are all looking at you and you're like yeah <laughs> yeah. They, yeah everyone else is like holy shit yeah. and you're like yeah. you have to go like, this is hard work guys this is hard work but i can do it yeah yeah what it's flapping that's exactly and we're like special and and cops can chase you or bad guys can chase you oh, or yeah. anything oh. can be yeah. going on and you just you just fly away. Yep. Yeah. You've had the identical dream. This is apparently a thing. All right, Andy, I think it's now time for the Dear Shandy Newlyweds game. Yay! Da, 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 da. <laughs> yes. We did that. <laughs> it's there. It's funny. You, I didn't get this from Nicole from the beginning of this conversation, but she's super competitive. Mm -hmm. I, you were, she really wants to win. This is going to get is, interesting. Makes it more fun. I really don't like losing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we found the one chicken. Yeah. Okay. Finally, because like you were too chill, Nicole. I'm glad we found something. Well, so, we, we decided to never compete against each other. Like after in the our first, first week, week, we played. I think it was Scrabble, and from that moment on, we said we will never ever compete against each other. Okay, we're going to be very 2021 about this and say that there are no winners. Everyone tried really hard. Oh, but we know that's not true. <laughs> Okay, so let's start with Nicole. Yes. So question number one, Nicole. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? To breathe underwater. Wow, Ooh. I'm into that one. That is a very on-brand superpower. Yeah, I like it. No scuba gear. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Garrett, did you get that? Da -da -da -da. Wow. <laughs> Bravo, sir. Oh. I'm so impressed. We're in business. Oh, wait, okay. I put for her. I oh. did two <laughs> yeah, he did. I did two answers. He did put it though. The top answer was breathe underwater, but 
she would also love to have a superpower of healing the world. I almost put that, but I didn't know. Oh, he, he got it. He got he it. He definitely got, it. got, got it. it. Extra credit. Oh my God. He knows her even better than just yeah, the answer. More than she knows. Herself. Okay. So Garrett, your superpower is to breathe underwater. Yes. Okay. Yep. Okay. And Nicole, did you get that? <laughs> oh, I put the fly. Oh. <laughs> 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 the entire conversation about flying dreams it was <laughs> screwed her it was a mulligan he was trying he was a red herring for oh her man the game. oh nicole i feel for you i'm pretty sure we're gonna get this next one for both of us <laughs> all right nicole when you were a child what did you want to be when you grew up a teacher excellent dreams come true Teacher. Garrett. Wow. Very good. Garrett this is guy. nailing this. Okay. Oh my gosh. And Garrett, how about you? When you were a child, what did you want to be? Architectural engineer. Oh. Wow. Wow. She got it. Whoa. Architectural By the way, engineer. I just want to tell you guys, this is the strongest out of the gate performance yes. we've ever had <laughs> by far. Yeah. This is very strong. Yeah. Okay. Like down to the word. It's very strange. Yeah. I'm actually, I'm, I feel competitive about your relationship now. <laughs> I thought we had the best relationship. All right, next question. Architectural engineer as a child. And, that's and most impressive. people would have said architect, like barely would have been in this sort of sphere. You got it right on the nose. Anyway, oh, next question. Nicole, if you could only listen to one musician, band, or composer for the rest of your life, who would it be? Bob Marley. Nice. Excellent. Bob Marley. Oh, he got it. Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. He is slaying this so far. Yeah, I didn't know which. There have been so many. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Garrett, if you could only listen to one musician, band, or composer. You put Bob Marley too? That's not fair. Oh. <laughs> Bob Marley he put Bob Marley. I know, but I mean. But I, I should have said that because you always to, bring to that up. She Ooh, always, nice. She Strong. called it Deepak mode forever. She finally. <laughs> Graduated. I'm so Depeche young. Mode. Depeche mode. <laughs> this deep pock mode band right. you like? <laughs> okay, Depeche mode, amazing guess. Amazing. Oh, Nicole, I feel I feel so bad because these are good these are yeah. good answers. I'm he sorry. Put it too, and he knows it. Yeah, I should have. That one didn't <laughs> my mind. Though, just didn't he come never should've. plays Bob Marley. It's like, oh, listen to. I've yeah. never heard him say, oh, put some Bob Marley on. Yeah, I I believe way. Nicole. I believe yeah, that I she deserves that yeah. point, but she won't go. Maybe, maybe he's sabotaging her right yeah. now. I should have got that one. I should have got that. I got a well. You did get it. You just didn't give it to her to give yeah. to you. <laughs> but it's I gotta not say, like my the one that I would play forever. But it's one that she would have guessed that I would play forever. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. That which is a different way to play the game. You're yeah. playing to win, clearly. Yeah. I was expecting Philip Glass to come up. Oh, how yeah. wrong I was. Oh, that was a producer <laughs> choice. Yeah, but that soundtrack, man, oh man, that's oh, so yeah, good. That's great. Okay, question number four, Nicole. It's your last meal on earth. What do you order? I just put fresh pasta, some sort of fresh pasta. Fresh pasta! Wow. Oh I just put pasta. You just put This pasta. is nuts. This is nuts. This is completely He's nuts. It's four for she four. She blew it on wow. this one. What'd you put? She blew it. And and he's gloating. This is the greatest performance I've ever seen. Garrett, it's your last meal on earth. What do you order? I'll go for some oh rice and God. beans. Beans and rice. Oh, yeah. Rice and beans. Your he last also, meal on earth is rice and beans. Will loves pot roast. So pot roast. Oh, 
But he does love beans and rice. Whatever. Roman, I, was in Mexico. I lived in Mexico. It's going to be a sad night in the McNamara house tonight. Oh. <laughs> wow. I don't know if I've ever seen such a discrepancy. In, I mean, in, in, in boxing, you could always say the guy could knock the other one out. I'm afraid to say, Nicole, you have been destroyed. <laughs> Okay. I, last... I pay more attention when she's telling me things. So oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number five, Nicole. What is your first, what was your first ever job? I was being really generous, but he got it without any way. It's babysitting, but it was, I also talk about the candy shop, but he put babysitting. You worked at a candy shop? Babysitting. Yeah, oh my God. I, I, this is Garrett. <laughs> You, you've gotten the first ever this five. This is the first ever of all time. <laughs> no yeah, one has well, ever gotten this next one. He got. He got wait, all. is there a next one? <laughs> oh well, no. We'll see if she gets it. But oh, I'm a little. Oh, I'm more curious about. I want to know about this candy shop. You, I almost feel sold. like we have to keep going to see if we can. <laughs> <laughs> I want to stump him. So, where, did you sell candy? Uh, I worked at a candy store. <laughs> you what? People That's don't amazing. know about Nicole. When I met her, she was running Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> And she he left right before he got arrested, but she could get the, the tapes without the black spots. He, so. loves, to tell the story. This, he loves to tell I'm the dead. story. I'm dead. I'm because dead. Because I'm from South Florida. From Florida. But what he doesn't realize is I was like 12 years old. <laughs> Taking a oh, no, an interesting no, no, no. turn there. Okay. Nicole, I'm rooting for you. I want you to pull no, ahead. I, yeah. oh, okay, okay. So Garrett, your first ever job. Breaking boxes. Wait, wait, wait. Breaking boxes? Breaking down boxes. At my father's the, restaurant. The, yeah. Oh, she got it. Crushing boxes. Wow. Excellent. Okay. Okay, wow. So that's uh that's a respectable I, too. I'm floored, Garrett. You just got you just got the first ever five out of five. You are the, the now the trophy you are holder. The, the, the king. Yeah, of, the of winner of the Dear Shandy Newlyweds game. Yay! But I think I lost because I might not get lucky tonight now. <laughs> You guys, thank you for being such wonderful sports, giving us our first ever five out of five and joining us all the way from Portugal. We're really honored to have you. Yeah, this you. is great. Thank we you so much. We can't wait to watch season I, two. I had a great time. I was really excited about this. Just to have fun and not be so oh. serious about it. <laughs> Good. Waves. We had a ton of fun and you guys were just wonderful. So thank you so much. Go. I, I apologize to the children for us keeping you oh, for so man. long. Thank you, you guys, guys so much. Thank you. We had a thank blast you. with you. Have a great one. You too. Okay. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye. Ooh, five out of five. I'm speechless. <sighs> he made it seem easy, but it's not. It is not. So Andy, did that live up to the expectations? Exceeded. Exceeded. I mean, this... This guy is one of my heroes. Yeah. It's not every day you get to meet one of your heroes. Actually, they warn against meeting your heroes in yes, general. <laughs> it's true. And I meet I meet a lot of famous people, but they're not my heroes. Yeah. And and as you said, I met him and he exceeded. Yeah. Interesting, funny, affable, just uh, I'm I'm into And a Garrett total Mark nut. Man. He's a he's total a, lunatic. He's a nut and I like it. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. a good, he's the best kind of nut. Yeah. Which is, which is, in my opinion, an almond, the king of nuts. <laughs> I would like to say that there is no athlete on Earth, and, and my, on Earth, there's no athlete on the galactic planet of Earth or Earth <laughs> that I would rather meet 
than Garrett McNamara. I mean, you have to understand, like, he is conquering with ease something that to me is more terrifying than anything I can imagine. It is kind of incredible how, like, their their mindset around it just seems to be so matter-of-fact. But the average human it could not fathom doing that I, I, even I, if they have the skills it's like it takes a, okay. it's almost like you need a certain chip or you need to miss a certain chip to do what he does yes he's missing a chip and he's <laughs> gaining he a chip yeah. he has more chips and fewer chips than he should have but yeah. i will I, I just want to make it clear for people who are watching this scratching their head like who is this guy Mike? make this clear if you've ever seen the movie the perfect storm which I've seen multiple times, yes. even though it's not even that good, but I've seen it like and the waves 10 are times. CG. The waves are CGI, yeah. Yeah. There is a the the big money shot of Perfect Storm is this hundred foot wave yeah. that's that capsizes the boat and that's the end of it. And that actually happened in real it's a true story. Approximately a hundred foot wave. This guy gets on a surfboard <laughs> with no equip nothing, just his body and a surfboard. And literally surfs that wave in the perfect storm. So next time you see the perfect storm, <laughs> look at that wave and imagine a guy surfing it. And 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 anyone who's out there saying, "Oh, who Garrett McNamara is not that big a deal," just oh. think about that for a second. <laughs> and behind every great man is a great woman. I found it fascinating. She has such confidence in him. Talk about wind beneath your wings. Can you imagine if you had her? Like as that support system, I don't think he could have done what he not and not taking anything away from him. I'm yeah. sure he would have surfed some. Big no, I think he somewhere. would admit it. I don't think he would have done. I know he wouldn't have gone to Nazare and done what he did. Without I don't her. think he could have done it to the level he did it without yeah. her. She is in fact encouraging. She's like, "Why aren't you? Why aren't you surfing that way?" It's so crazy. <laughs> it's not what I was expecting it's at so all. Crazy. I was expecting her to say that she like has nightmares and it's something None that, of that bothers her. Yeah. It's fascinating. You know, he really found his perfect partner in crime he in that. He found his perfect partner. Because I think a lot of partners would have an issue with this. <laughs> well, she knows him better than anybody does. Anyone who just watches his videos or watches this documentary, mm -hmm. she knows him better than anyone. Yeah. And she seems to know that he's safest out there with these giant waves as opposed to picking up kids, driving a car, going to a store, which I totally get. Yeah. And we have to trust her. Yeah. But there was one other thing about them that I find super fascinating to come at from like a conversation standpoint. Because I'm sure there are going to be people out there who are like, what? They were both married? Like, <sighs> that's, you know, that's wrong, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And I think it really touches on the fact that, like I said, it's not always squeaky clean. Nope. How how things that are ultimately right begin. Mm -hmm. Would it have been more kosher to have called up their significant others and, and like completely gotten divorced and then date? Sure, but it's also no. You don't know yet. It's just a, it's you complicated. Relationships, especially the onset of relationships, can often be Be messy. Beautiful endings often have messy beginnings. Often. Mm -hmm. You and I, when we met, were both on breaks. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we've ever revealed that before. No, breaks. Yeah. we Not were, broken up, breaks. Yeah. We were both on breaks. Mm -hmm. And I, so I don't feel like I cheated by going right. with you. But at the same time, was I fully, completely unattached, completely single? No. 
Yeah, and I think it's a testament to how strong well, our relationship is and also their relationship is that you, you sometimes have to make uncomfortable choices and sacrifices to to choose the thing that you know is right. Well, so that's the thing. Sometimes you have to do a wrong thing for what feels right for mm-hmm. you. And unfortunately, there will be probably collateral damage in that and, and definitely hurt. But you only live once. It's, you know, there is no... It's tough. There's no perfect way to come together in a relationship. And maybe there is for some people, but it's often a little messier than I think people, especially Americans, think. And I love that their relationship touches on that. You know, they were they were ultimately right. 11 mm-hmm. years later, they're they unbelievably right. in love. Mm-hmm. Two kids, a third on the way. Mm-hmm. Five out of five newlywed game. Five out of five on the newlywed game. It's, uh, I can see people wanting us to talk about this, which is why I'm mentioning it. Mm-hmm. But I, I, it's, you know, it's more of a conversation, in my opinion. I don't think that it's anyone's place to cast judgment on choices people make for themselves, especially if it does ultimately end up being right for their own happiness. Yeah. Love wins. And all is fair in love and war. I, I have a few cliches here. Those are two. But um, it, you can do things in love that outside of love would seem like crimes. Mm-hmm. And that's because love always wins. You have to always go towards love. And I think that that's what happened. It's such a, you're such a hopeless romantic. That's a very really new am. way of looking at Deep it. Down. It also adds that much more weight to their answers to the question, what beliefs about relationships have changed, mm-hmm. knowing that they were both married when they met. Mm-hmm. You know, your twin flame does exist. You know, I hate to say it, but in the end, as much as it may hurt the the left the partners who were left, in the end, it's probably better for them One, too. Well, that's the thing. Like, that's the other thing. Thank you for touching on that. Yes, it hurts. One hundred percent. We've we've all been broken up with, and it hurts a hell of a lot more when you're broken up with for someone else, and you're married, and it's yeah. tough. But I actually do believe in the long run that uh it's a gift even though it's like heart surgery without anesthesia it's gonna hurt like crazy but in the end it's gonna save your life i believe that. yeah because you wouldn't want to be in that relationship either spend the rest of your life in in a relationship where both people are unsatisfied yeah it's no good yeah i'm i'm already having remorse over not touching on age ah God, it's funny. I always have regrets. I always have regrets no matter what we do. There's always like, oh, I should have asked this. But they seemed open to talking about it. And I totally dropped the ball. But they have a big age difference. I'm very, I should have asked. Shit. (laughs) But I think that I don't know if you needed to ask. But that's the obvious question. What did they expect to get asked? You know, on, yeah, yeah, they were like, no. oh, what's, what, no. talk about the age difference. Of no. course, someone's going to ask about that. But they, they joked about it. It yeah. came up many times. They were like, oh, well, it's kind of guy. like we've joked about it, too. It's like, what do you want us to say? Like, I'm sure they wish the age difference was less, just as I absolutely and we both absolutely wish that the age difference was less. You know, sure. it's not like people want to be in a relationship with a big age difference. Yeah. It's just that you fall in love happens. with the person. You fall in love with the person you fall in love with. You can't pick everything. That's why I said like you don't you don't check. You don't say, oh, this person checks off all the boxes. You mm-hmm. listen to your heart. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's true. I think it's the kind of thing that when you have been in that kind of relationship or are in that kind of relationship with a big age difference, mm-hmm. 
that's when you know that you don't need to ask the question. And that's why it didn't occur to me. I'm retroactively wishing I had because I know some people will be like, I wish you had asked about the age difference. But at the end of the day, I forgot to ask because I know what a non-issue it is when you're in the relationship. That they were joking about it. It's not yeah. an issue. So what's the answer? Okay, what's the answer they're looking for? Yeah. Hey, Garrett and Nicole, what do you think about your age difference? <laughs> oh, it's awesome. There's nothing we like more. It's my, I wake up every morning and I'm so thankful I'm this yeah. much older than her. Like, who cares about that answer? Yeah. What's the answer? Tell me, what is an answer that's satisfying to you? It's what I just said, honestly, which is that, look age is a number and do we wish it was less of an age difference huh. absolutely yeah yes i 100 percent wish that you were younger or i not not i was older i wish okay. you were younger Take it easy. <laughs> <laughs> but just you know, what, what are you gonna do that's not something i can change and is that going to be the reason why i don't pursue what i think is the most special I, relationship I i've ever think, found i think it's a pointless question with a pointless answer anyway a lot of great conversations coming out of this one. Mm -hmm. I'm interested to see how the Shandys respond. Me too. I love that we, this just feels so apt that we're breaking away from the Bachelor sphere and going right into big waves. <laughs> no segue. <laughs> like on the surface, it probably seems like a really random love fest, but yeah. it's actually the most us love fest we've ever had. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I hope people recognize I that. I hope people recognize that too. Yeah. And before we wrap, we really must encourage the Shandies, if they have not already, to check out 100 Foot Wave on HBO. Mm -hmm. If your mind is not blown by this, I don't know what would blow your mind, no, honestly. Please see this. The music is great. Well, yes, I was about to say for my fellow musicians out there, the entire soundtrack is composed by Philip Glass. Yes. So one of the greats. You're Good hands. It's a haunting, beautiful, exciting, fascinating documentary. You have to see it. <laughs> um, I, even if you're not obsessed with waves, even if you don't care at all about waves, mm -hmm. it's fascinating. And be sure to check out this couple on Instagram. It's at McNamara underscore S. So that's M-C-N-A-M-A-R-A underscore S. If you enjoyed what you heard today, you can keep Dear Shandy in business by liking, subscribing, hitting the notification bell, following us on Instagram, telling your friends, leaving us iTunes ratings and reviews, and generally doing all the things you would do to support a podcast you enjoy and consume. And on that note, I think that's a wrap. Thank you guys so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time on Dear Shandy. Bye. Dear Shandy.